God, who is our light and our salvation, give us grace and courage always to follow you. Scatter the darkness and help us to see and recognize your work in our lives and in those around us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. I don't know about you, but as someone who was deeply afraid of the dark as a child and who really still doesn't like the dark now as a grown adult, I am appreciative for the theme present in today's reading of light overcoming darkness. It is something that we see happen in the natural rhythms of our world. We know that the sun will rise in the east, and as it does, it will overcome the darkness of the night sky. It is an event that we sometimes rise early for, especially if we're close to the ocean or perhaps by a beautiful lake. It's breathtaking at times. And I love that God chose such an image, one that we can all relate to, to illustrate his own arrival into our world. In the season of Epiphany, we celebrate the inbreaking of God, and we specifically and uniquely recognize God coming to us in Jesus Christ. Darkness and light provide images of the regular pattern of God's inbreaking, and they give us language, they give us a metaphor with which to describe this action, our recognition of God's activity amongst us. Beginning, of course, at creation with the inbreaking of God into the formless void, let there be light. Light is evidence of God's creative work. We see it again in the rainbow that reveals the entire spectrum of light as a sign of God's covenant, in the burning bush that confronts Moses, and in the pillar of fire that accompanies the people of Israel through their time in the wilderness. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, Isaiah says today. The image of light breaking through darkness is a powerful one, and it is meant to capture both a sense of fear, hopelessness, and anguish that is to be associated with not being able to see in the dark, and the hope, the relief, the deliverance, the joy that comes when the light is switched on, or in a world before electricity, when the fire is kindled, when the lamp is lit. The backstory to what we heard today from Isaiah is about the long-standing domination of the tribes of Zebulon and Naphtali by foreign states. Because of their locations, both tribes were especially vulnerable to attack. As the northern and southern kingdoms played out with their power struggles, both these tribes had been more or less a vassal state for a series of Assyrian kings. Both were eventually taken into captivity during the invasion of the kingdom of Israel in 722 BCE, leaving them, Isaiah says, in anguish and in contempt. As pawns of powerful states, their histories were one of vulnerability, subjection, and oppression. The land of deep darkness for these conquered people is a land of brutality, 
a land of poverty and hunger. It is a land without hope. A conquered people subject to the whims and demands of overlords are powerless. Security and safety are stripped away. Every asset was usurped by their conquerors. Every child born taken into slavery. Every field planted with crops harvested by their oppressors. Every hope for the future stolen by their masters. This is the land of deep darkness. And in the midst of this world of foreign powers and foreign ways, there comes a shining light. The light does not come from the foreign powers. It does not come from the people's own effort to change their circumstances. Rather, the light is God. It is God alone who is their deliverer, the active agent at work in the world. In the first verse from Isaiah's reading today, it's clear that even their subjection was by God's agency, and so now too will be their deliverance. The reality that only God can deliver against their enemy is invoked through the image of the day of Midian. Referring to the defeat of the Midian army by Gideon, a well-known account comes to us from Judges chapter 6, the people of Israel cry out for deliverance from Midian domination, and God sends Gideon will an ill-equipped, inferior army. And yet, Midian falls. The victory can only be attributed to the intervention of Gideon's God. This is light breaking through darkness. This is God's power overcoming the powers of this world. This particular representation of God's presence, light, is powerful because it appeals to an almost universal human experience, being in the dark. In the dark, we can't see where to step. We don't know where to go. Notice, though, that the light in Isaiah is about more than being able to see. It is one thing for God to act, and it is another thing for God's people to recognize it and name it. When the people are in the land of deep darkness, they can't see how God, who has delivered them in the past, is now working in their present, and so they seek protection from other gods. When God acts to break the rod of the oppressor, Isaiah says, the light shines to make it plain. The people recognize God's saving presence and they rejoice. Recognition is more than seeing. The people don't just see a light. They recognize who is the light and who is acting on their behalf. They rejoice in relief and thanksgiving as they would at the time of the harvest when their future is secured. They get it. They know that God is with them. Here and now, just as God was with their ancestors, this is epiphany. And this is the same thing that happens in the gospel today. As Jesus calls Peter and Andrew, James and John to follow him, they recognize him. They don't fully get it, but they know he is the light. They know he is the Messiah, and they drop everything, and they leave everyone to follow it, to follow him. 
light continues to break into darkness throughout Jesus's ministry. He teaches in the synagogues. He cures and heals the sick. He casts out demons. He raises the dead, all evidence of the inbreaking of God. And friends, God continues to act in our world today. God still saves still heals people, still delivers people. Light is still shattering darkness in the hearts and lives of people everywhere and right here at All Saints Kingsway. And this will be until Christ comes again, until we live in the fullness of God's rule and dominion in his kingdom. And until that time, we, like the psalmist, we can trust in, we can be confident in, we can live out of the truth that God is our salvation and our light. And if that is true, we can ask the same question the psalmist asks, whom or what shall we fear? Friends, we all know there are ample opportunities for fear and panic and worry in our world. You only needed to turn the news on before you came here this morning. And yet, light has come, and God is with us, and God will help us, and God will show us the way and provide for us, always, just as he did for our forebears. Friends, so he will do for us. Thanks be to God. Amen.